Riley Herbst leads the charge for Bill McAnally Racing at Sonoma, and there's a big shakeup atop the NASCAR Cane and Pro Series West standings. I'm Anthony Alejandrez, and you're listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. On today's show, we'll recap the NASCAR Cane and Pro Series West from Sonoma. We'll get you previewed on this weekend's Napa Auto Parts 150 at Columbus Motor Speedway for KNN East. And we'll be joined by a very special guest as our featured interview of the week will be none other than NASCAR Camping World Truck Series driver for Thor Sport Racing, the number 13 cabinets by Haley Toyota Tundra. Cameron Haley will join us on the show today. Cameron spent about a year and a half with Bill McAnally Racing. He drove the number 24 cabinets by Haley Napa Batteries Toyota. And when he joins us, we'll revisit that time in his racing career. But until then, we'll get you caught up on the racing action from Sonoma Raceway last weekend out for the NASCAR Cane and Pro Series West. Sonoma Raceway was a two-day show. Practice sessions on Friday, qualifying in the race on Saturday. Bill McAnally drivers would put solid laps up in their practice sessions with Chris Eggleston leading the BMR teams in both sessions. Chris Eggleston would run 8th in the first practice session and then would climb into the top 5 in his second practice run. Both Todd Gilliland and Riley Herbst would put up laps good enough to run just outside the top 10 in both practice sessions, while Julia Landauer would play 17th in both sessions. Friday practices came to an end, and first thing Saturday morning came NASCAR K&N Pro Series West qualifying. Taking the top spot for all BMR drivers and qualifying would be Todd Gilliland. Todd and the number 16 Napa Auto Parts team would qualify in the fifth spot for this race, a nice jump for him from where he practiced. Julia Landauer qualified the number 54 Curb Records Toyota Racing Camry just behind Todd in the sixth spot. Julia was sporting a very cool-looking blue number 54 Toyota Camry for the first time this race season. Rounding out the top 10 was Riley Herbst in the number 19 Toyota. This week, they were back in the NOS Energy Drink colors on their number 19 car. Riley's crew chief, Dwayne Knorr, crew chief the car Polly Haraka drove to a second-place finish at Sonoma back in 2010, so Riley was certainly expected to have a strong car prepared for this race. Qualifying just behind Riley and rounding out the field for BMR would be back-to-back race winner Chris Eggleston. Chris and the Napa Filters 50th anniversary Toyota team would end up qualifying just outside the top 10 in the 11th spot. K&N West would have a few hours off before race time, and then following Sprint Cup qualifying, the drivers were ready to take to the track for 64 laps at the tough road course in Northern California. Drivers lined up, and following pace laps, they were ready to get this race underway. The moment the green flag fell, at the front of the field, a driver missed a shift coming to the green, stacking up the whole field on the start, sending championship leader Todd Gilliland around, and piling up the second placer in championship points Chris Eggleston in the process. This wreck caused heavy damage to both Napa Toyotas, and while the wreck would end the day for other drivers involved, BMR's tough crews went to work and managed to salvage everything they could out of this race for both drivers, getting them back on the track by the race's halfway point. As for the BMR rookie duo of Riley Herbst and Julia Landauer, well, they were able to avoid the first lap wreck completely and go on to have a good day at the track. Immediately following the race's return to the green flag racing, Riley Herbst would climb into the top five and would be a mainstay there throughout the race. Julia Landauer found herself close by Riley Herbst for much of the race, but around the halfway point she would go for a spin, but before long she would climb her way back up to the ninth spot late in the race. But with five laps to go, she would go for another spin, this time dropping her to an 11th place running spot, where she would ultimately finish the race. For Riley Herbst, 
Well, he carried the banner for Bill McAnally Racing out at Sonoma. Herbst would put the number 19 NOS Energy Drink Toyota Camry into the top five, and he would keep it there and earn himself his first ever Sunoco Rookie of the Race Award thanks to a strong fifth place finish. Great run for Riley Herbst, and it was a much needed top five for he and his team. Riley's had some tough races lately, and he's been caught up in some incidents not of his making, and a strong run in this race can likely be a good momentum builder going forward for he and his team. As for Todd Gilliland and Chris Eggleston, they took everything they could out of this race considering the circumstances. They completed as many laps as they could in their damaged race cars and were able to gain some spots. Todd Gilliland would finish the race 24th and Chris Eggleston 26th. Moving on to the championship standings following race number 6 of the season. Some changes have occurred atop the West standings following that incident that dropped Eggleston and Gilliland to finishes outside of the top 20. Now leaving Sonoma, Todd Gilliland has fallen to second in points, 15 back of new leader Ryan Partridge. Chris Eggleston falls back to third now in the standings, 21 points out of the lead. Julia Landauer, following her first finish outside of the top 10 in 11th, now sits sixth in points, only a few points back in that top five though. And Riley Herp sits eighth in the standings currently, but he certainly helped gain some ground in the points following his fifth place finish. That's not the only area where points have changed. Now we'll update you on the Sonoka Rookie of the Year race in the NASCAR k and Pro Series West. Todd Gilliland has won all of the Rookie of the Race awards leading up to Sonoma, and he had put up a reasonable lead in the standings, but following a tough race, his Rookie of the Year lead is now down to just four points over BMR teammate Julia Landauer, who has put up consistent finishes all season as well. And Riley Herbst now becomes just the second driver this season to win a Sunoco Rookie of the Race award, and he finds himself fourth in the rookie standings, just 10 points out. So leaving Sonoma, here's what's coming up on our BMR race calendar. This weekend, Todd Gilliland and the number 16 team head east for Columbus Motor Speedway's Napa Auto Parts 150. And then just one week after, it's back to the West Coast as BMR races in Round 7 of the NASCAR k and Pro Series West season at Stateline Speedway in Idaho. Stateline will be a fun race for BMR as they will be back to five cars for this race. The usual four of Eggleston, Gilliland, Herbst, and Landauer will of course be in the running, but team newcomer Cole Moore will be making his second start of the season with BMR. He showed a lot of promise in his first race of the year at Colorado, and I'm sure he'll be looking to have a strong showing at Stateline. Another race on Cole Moore's schedule this season will be none other than the series' exciting return to Douglas County Speedway on Saturday night, August 27th. Bill McAnally Racing Promotions is happy to be putting on Oregon's only NASCAR race of 2016, and it's going to be a good one. If you want to be a part of the action-packed night of racing in Roseburg, Oregon, it's very simple. Jump on to BMRNapa.com right now to reserve your tickets. They're just $25 for general admission, children 5 and under are free, and don't forget about their special VIP hospitality tickets. For just $60, you get one general admission ticket, entrance into Budweiser's Hospitality Zone, a barbecue dinner, VIP seating, NASCAR K&N Pro Series driver meet and greet with photos and autographs included, and a VIP pit tour. That's a whole lot of value for just one ticket. So don't forget to reserve those tickets now on BMRNapa.com because August 27th is just around the corner. That's the Toyota Napa Auto Parts 150 at Douglas County Speedway. So coming up, we'll be joined by former Bill McAnally Racing driver, current NASCAR driver in the Camping World Truck Series and the number 13 cabinets by Haley Toyota Tundra, that's Cameron Haley, and that's coming up just around the corner when we come back on BMR Access. Well, 
Welcome back to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. Today we're being joined by NASCAR Camping World Truck Series driver and former Bill McAnally Racing driver Cameron Haley. Cameron, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. And Cameron, you're in the midst of your second season in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. You're coming off a tough run at Gateway, but you and your number 13 Cabinets by Haley team have looked really strong throughout the season. You guys have put yourself in positions to win. Came in second at Atlanta. And uh, how pleased are you with your season to date? Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm 100% pleased. Um, I think our speed is there, um, and that's a really important part. Uh, my, my entire team at Thorsport has given me fast tenders all year. I've had the speed to win at almost every race, but uh, we've had a good run. Second at Atlanta, third at uh, Iowa, and uh, past that we've had bad luck. Uh, those are the two races where we had nothing go wrong, and uh, we saw how we finished. And the other races, we had some issues with tires, had some issues mechanically, and um, got spun out. I mean, there's just a lot of issues that we've had, but uh, the speed is there, and that's the important part. Going back a few years, you made your NASCAR Canaan Pro Series debut with Bill McAnally Racing back in 2011, and that was at Montana Raceway Park. And you had quite a night at the track. You ended up finishing second in your debut. Can you tell us what you remember about that debut and how big was that race for your career? Uh, that that race was huge for my career, but uh, it didn't just start that night. It started two, three months before uh, driving back home uh, to my, my home in uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I was driving home with my dad one night, and he kind of he sat me down and he said, uh, I need to tell you something. And I didn't really know quite sure how to react, if it was going to be bad or good, but uh, I listened and he said, uh, you know Bill McNally, and I, I had made a previous start with, with Bill on a late model at All-American Speedway. And uh, I said, yes, I know Bill. And he said, uh, well, I got you a ride with Bill and in the NASCAR Canyon Pro Series West at, at uh, Montana Raceway Park. And uh, when he said that, my I just dropped it. It was uh, a huge moment for me. I think I had a tear in my eye. And then to finally get to the track, I had a teammate like Michael Waltrip, uh, Ben Kennedy, two big names, and to finish second night that night, my debut. And I just turned 15 after the slow days, so it's 15. It was just a huge night all around. And now it's quite interesting to look back on that time when you made your series debut because that was the 2011 season. And at the time, you were 15 years old, and that was the exact year that NASCAR lowered the age requirements for the touring series. And so uh, you were one of the original members of that youth movement, really. And now uh, now you look at this series, and it's pretty much all young drivers who are about the age you were when you made your debut. How interesting is that to look back on now? Uh, that's that's very interesting. I was actually just talking about uh, my team the other day. It's kind of funny how, how at the time, I, I was one of the few young drivers, along with guys like Dylan Kwasniewski, that, that were coming up through the ranks. And... Yeah, a bunch of veterans like Eric Holmes, like Greg Persley in the sport. And now, as as the series progresses and and the world progresses with NASCAR, it's definitely becoming younger and younger to the point where even the Camp World Truck Series has become more of a a younger sport um, than than veterans. And uh, that you definitely still have the veterans mixing it up with us, but it's definitely got a lot younger for sure. Now, you mentioned Eric Holmes a moment ago. He's done uh, quite a good job the last couple of years as a driver coach for young drivers at Bill McAnally Racing. When you were driving, he wasn't a driver coach, but he was your teammate. How important was that, having a teammate like Eric Holmes with so much success and so much experience in the West Series, to have on your side? 
It, it was huge for sure, especially in my rookie season um, in NASCAR, my, my first big big shot at the big stage. And um, to have Eric, who, who had obviously won multiple championships and had a wealth of knowledge, that was something that was huge to me. Um, as a teammate, it, that was invaluable. And uh, I'm sure him as a spotter now is helping people just, just like me um, to get better. And it, it can just help. It, it's never going to hurt. It's always going to help. One of the great things about being a driver in the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West when you were there was definitely how the schedule really helped create versatility in drivers. You'd go from these small bullring ovals to tough road courses, and then you'd go to these larger tracks like Phoenix and Iowa. And with that being said, what were some of the tracks from your K&N Pro Series West days that you really enjoyed racing at the most? Well, I got uh, my first series win at All-American Speedway in uh, Phil's home track of Roseville, and uh that that was uh, that was huge for me to get my win there, but uh, I do have to say probably Sonoma um, was my very very favorite track. It, the the road course is so cool, and not only how cool it was, but the experience it gave me now moving in the Campbell Track Series and hopefully beyond that. It, in the local Saturday night racing that that I'm used to, you, you're not really getting that road course experience in the late model that that you need to move up. And with the Canon West, I think the year I was in that we ran four road courses. Um, that was huge experience for me to, to go and move up and do well in road courses. And now this weekend, Bill McAnally Racing is headed into the East Series to run Columbus Motor Speedway. It's a track that you raced at in your full-time stint in the East Series, and you actually led 59 laps en route to a second-place finish in that race. What can you tell us about that racetrack from your strong run that you had there a couple years back? Well, I uh, I can tell you it's a, a true short track. Um, it's basically just you're going to be dizzy after you get out of the car. It's uh, it's a real circle. It's so short that the straightaways you, you never quit turning. It's just a big circle, so you're going to see a lot of bumping and banging. Um, it's really hard to pass there. You're probably going to have to move some out of the way to get by them. But uh, it's a fun race track, and uh, good luck to them going there next weekend. And now, additionally, this week at Columbus, this will be the Napa Auto Parts 150. On multiple occasions when you drove for Bill McAnally Racing, you drove a Napa car, and you ran in several races that were also sponsored by Napa. You mentioned All-American Speedway, that race being the Toyota Napa Auto Parts 150. How important were those races to you guys where the name on your car was also the name on the race? Uh, it's huge. Um, when, when any company is sponsoring the race that, that's sponsored by you, you, you always want to impress them. and especially for a company like Napa. Um, I was fortunate enough to, to be a part of um, be a part of the, the Napa team for a year when I was with Bill, and uh, they're an incredible company. I really enjoyed the friendships and, and partnerships I made with them um, throughout that year. And like you said, when they sponsor race and the sponsors also on your car, it, it adds a lot more pressure um, to try and do well at that race but at the same time it it helps you because it's so cool to have them and uh, everyone behind you one of the more unique wins to your nascar career one that occurred uh, just after your stint with bill mcanelli racing came at daytona international speedway and this is one that i think when we look back on years later it's going to be pretty interesting to think that we ever ran a race like this you guys ran a short track race on the backstretch at daytona international speedway and you picked up the inaugural win in that race tell me about that race well, uh, I can say I'm a winner at Daytona, <laughs> and uh, that's probably the coolest part about it. Um, obviously, I'd love to win in the two-and-a-half-mile track. And I've had a rough go of it in the Kemp World Truck Series at Daytona, but uh, to get that inaugural 
Battle of the Beach win at Daytona, um, that was a huge thing, a, a big turning point in my career where where people really started to understand who I was and, and when I started to get on the map again. And uh, that race was, was definitely a rough rough and tough race, it was basically a, a small Martinsville in the back stretch of Daytona, but uh, I can ask them where at Daytona, so that, that's really cool. Now, looking more recently, your team, two-time Truck Series Championship winning Thor Sport Racing, has fallen under some difficult circumstances. Fire broke out in the shop a few weeks back, destroying part of the shop and really forced the team to operate its truck program in a lot of different areas uh, due to the damage. And with such a large race team to operate, how proud are you of your team for persevering during all these difficult circumstances? Uh, I am super proud of the team. Um, we have worked our butts off in, in really a parking lot <laughs> to get to the past two races. And I know me personally, I got the call about 5.30 um, a couple, couple weeks ago on Monday, and I was at the shop about 6 o'clock along with the guys. And uh, we worked from from that morning, um, night and day, to try and get the trucks ready for Iowa and then the Gateway, uh, out of really a, a Kroger parking lot is where we were working out of. So to to see the accomplishments we've had, we we've had a third place run since then. You wouldn't know we were in a fire, and uh, I think that just pays tribute to, to all the firefighters who helped us helped us get the fire out in time so we could get some trucks out and uh, the team for all their hard work. Yeah, it's great to see how your team has persevered. Like you said, uh, you know, you, you wouldn't know from the results that you guys have had that the team has been, uh, you know, going under these difficult circumstances. And now uh, looking ahead to what you guys have coming up next, you guys have Kentucky Speedway in a couple of weeks. Brand new race surface. What are you expecting for that race? Well, it's hard to know really what to expect. Uh, I've talked to a couple of the cup drivers who tested at Kentucky a couple weeks ago. And, uh, Really, with any new service, we saw it at, at Phoenix um, a couple years ago when uh, when they got when they repaved the racetrack, and it's just really slick for the first little bit when when the oils are coming out of the fresh asphalt, um, it gets really slick and slippery, and it becomes a one groove racetrack, and uh, that's probably what Kentucky's going to be. That's what we heard from the Cup drivers that tested. But at the same time, I think it's going to be a great race and uh, very fast. Where you're going to see some big speeds coming out of Kentucky. Well, Cameron, good luck to you next weekend out of Kentucky Speedway, and thank you for joining us today on the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Gentlemen, start your engine. You're listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show on BMRNAPA.com, featuring appearances by Bill McAnally Racing drivers Todd Gilliland, Riley Herbst, Julia Landauer, and 2015 NASCAR K&N Pro Series West Champion Chris Eggleston. Now here's your host, Anthony Alejandres. Big thank you to Cameron Haley for stopping by to join us on the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. Very hard to believe it's been four years since he was a rookie in the NASCAR Kane and Pro Series West, driving that number 24 cabinets by Haley Napa Auto Parts Toyota for Bill McAnally Racing. Now he's in his second full season in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, and he looks very close to that first series win. Very bright future ahead for Cameron Haley in NASCAR. And on this show, I like to take a moment after our featured interview of the week joins us to reflect upon a memorable performance by that particular guest. And since we had Cameron Haley on today, we'll go back to his very first series start with Bill McAnally Racing. We talked about it when he joined us, but what a performance it was. Cameron Haley made a series debut at Kalispell, Montana in 2011 at just 15 years old and unknown to the NASCAR k Pro Series, but by the end of the night, we all knew who he was. Driving from a 7th place starting spot to 2nd, 
Cameron Haley would have a very successful series debut. He led the charge for a very strong BMR lineup that night that included defending series champion Eric Holmes finishing just behind Haley in third, two-time Daytona 500 winner Michael Waltrip finished in the seventh spot, and former BMR driver Moses Smith finished in the tenth spot. Moving on to this weekend, it'll be Columbus Motor Speedway for the NASCAR K&N Pro Series East. This race will mark the sixth time the series will visit Columbus. Three of the five Columbus winners in the East Series are current drivers at NASCAR's top three series. So that's a pretty cool stat. This race will also mark BMR's fourth visit to Columbus Motor Speedway. Eric Holmes ran the number 16 Napa Auto Parts Toyota here back in 2013. Nick Drake finished top 10 at Columbus in 2014, and he followed that up with an 11th place finish at Columbus last season. This year, Todd Gilliland looks to be the first to go to victory lane for Bill McAnally racing at the Ohio Short Track. And that's all happening Saturday night, July 2nd. And if you can't make it out to the track, NBCSN has got you covered. The Napa Auto Parts 150 from Columbus Motor Speedway will air Friday, July 8th at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time on NBCSN. So definitely tune into that one or set your DVRs for it because you don't want to miss that. Looking for something different in auto repair? You need championship service. And BMR Napa Auto Care delivers everything that you will need to get your car running like it should be. They have the best reputation in the community and they have the qualifications and expertise to professionally take care of all your auto care needs. Their ASE certified mechanics will provide your vehicles with the quality service it needs, and they will assist you in taking steps needed to save you time, money, and hassle down the road. Schedule an appointment online at bmrnapa.com or over the phone at 916-676-0010. They have locations in both Roseville and Antelope, California, both of which will get your car running right. That's BMR Napa Auto Care, where you'll get championship service from a championship team. Final item I'd like to get to on today's show, a championship picture in the NASCAR Canaan Pro Series West. Obviously, things have really shaken up following Sonoma. Todd Gilliland, who led the points in every race until Sonoma, has fallen to second, and Chris Eggleston, who had just climbed to second in points following two consecutive wins, is now third. Now, second and third in points is a solid place to be as we approach halfway in the Canaan West season but it's certainly unfortunate to be at a deficit in the championship battle due to an incident not of the driver's makings, especially when both drivers look so unstoppable in the last several races. Sonoma always has a large field. Most seasons, it's the largest of the year, and a bad finish there will leave you with less points earned at the end of the day than a bad finish at any of the short tracks that we'll go to this year. So now to look ahead, there are positives. We're not quite halfway through the season, meaning Todd has 8 races to make up 15 points, and Chris has 8 races to make up 21 points. They've dominated the short tracks thus far, winning four out of five short track races on the season, and five out of the eight remaining races are on short tracks. There are also two more road races for Todd Gilliland and Chris Eggleston to redeem themselves at, both at Utah Motorsports Park, both on back-to-back days. Two strong races in Utah could create a quick point swing for these drivers leading into the final races. All that being said, this championship is still wide open for these BMR drivers. Todd Gilliland and Chris Eggleston should be considered the championship favorites still, despite their tough race at Sonoma, and Riley Herbst and Julia Landauer still have plenty of races to take what they've learned the first part of this season and go to work in the second half and assert themselves in this championship fight. So that'll wrap up this edition of the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. As always, you can find every single episode of our show and every single driver interview on the Bill McAnally Racing SoundCloud which can be easily accessed by visiting bmrnapa.com and following that BMR Access Show link on the homepage. You can also download us on iTunes by searching Bill McAnally Racing. 
And every time an episode airs, it will download directly to your Apple devices on the iTunes podcast app. You can also download the SoundCloud app and follow us on there, also with access to every single episode of our show. That'll do it for us today. Big thanks to NASCAR Truck Series driver Cameron Haley for revisiting his BMR days with us on the show today. And thank you for tuning in to this edition of the show. Good luck to Todd Gilliland and the number 16 Napa Auto Parts team this weekend out of Columbus Motor Speedway. And tune in next time to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. You've been listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show on BMRNapa.com. 